PT Pro Talk Podcast, the fastest way to increase your knowledge with the brightest minds of physical therapy in your pocket. Welcome to PT Pro Talk Podcast. I am Ariana Tondo, your host for today. In this episode, Vikram Sethuraman will talk about patient dropout and home exercise program in physical therapy. Vikram is the founder of PT Wired, a patient engagement solution for physical therapy clinics. I hope you enjoy the show. PT ProTalk podcast is only possible with the support of the forward-looking and innovative company Range Master, the most trusted brand for shoulder therapy tools. Available now on Amazon. Hi Vikram, welcome to PT Pro Talk. How are you today? Hi Mariana, I'm great. Thank you so much for having me on. Awesome. So let's jump right in. How did you get to where you are now? Yeah, so I got into the PT space um, a bit from an unusual way. I was a PT patient and got my home exercise program given to me. I had a hip labral tear and, you know, I was kind of the very motivated patient who was kind of thinking, how can I do everything I possibly can to get back to, you know, the sports field as, as quickly as possible. And I got the piece of paper handout with my exercises, didn't feel very engaged, ended up losing it, didn't think I had all the instructions I could use to do my exercises. And um, that's when I originally had an idea of an app for a uh, home exercise program prescription. Once I actually jumped into the space and, you know, talked to PTs like yourself um, and learned about the other side, that's when I learned about the different issues like dropout and low adherence and how that actually impacts the PT clinic's bottom line. And then also the other ways that a um, home exercise program tool like an app could be used for marketing or engagement or um, other values to the clinic that aren't just purely an exercise app. Um, so that's kind of what set me down on the track to build PT Wired as, as an all-encompassing patient engagement platform. It all basically started from my own experience as a patient in PT. Awesome. So in your experience, how big is the problem of patient dropout in physical therapy? Yeah, I think this is something that I don't think enough PT clinic owners focus on. I think the main focus is typically on patient acquisition. Um, anytime that schedules aren't full, I think people typically tend to focus on how do we get new patients in the door versus focusing on the existing patients. Um, basically, the problem with patient dropout is massive. 20% uh, of patients drop out within the first three visits. 70% don't finish their full course of care. And the, the bigger your practice gets, the higher the dropout rate is. That, that's just how things, how things are in the industry. And I also think people don't realize how the how a small change in your dropout rate and retention can actually impact your bottom line. Um, like something like a 10% increase in your retention, uh, it may not sound like a lot. Like that's going from an average visit of eight visits per patient to 8.8, .8, for example. Like it's it doesn't sound like a ton, but then that if you do $120 in eval and like $105 per visit, a 10% retention, if you're doing about a thousand visits per month, that's over $125,000 a year in revenue, just from going from eight visits to 8.8. .8. Um, so it's, it's significant. I mean, that's, that's enough to hire another PT and, and expand and, 
and you can do a lot with that. Um, and that's just 10%, and that's going just from 8 to 8.8. .8. So now imagine going from 8 to 10 visits per patient or 8 to 12 visits per patient, which is what, really what people should shoot for. Um, and that's not even to mention, you know, if somebody gets from, you know, rather than dropout, they get to discharge, they're likely to have had a much better experience in the practice. So then they're likely to refer their friends, they're likely to refer their family, they're likely to return for future care. Um, so if you if you lose it, if it's a dropout, it's not just that you're losing two to four visits, you may be losing, you know, all that other, um, all the other people who may get have gotten a referral if that patient had had the best experience possible. So to me, I think it's the number one thing that people should focus on. You have to make sure you're maximizing the patients you have before you can start looking for new patients. Yeah, so I think you kind of answered my next question that is about the financial impact of retaining a patient versus having a patient drop out because, as you said, you are losing money per visit and you are losing the, the referral and all that experience uh, post-treatment after the discharge, right? Do you want to add yeah. anything about this financial impact? Yeah, I, I think um, it's it's something, like I said, if, if you're not focusing on the current patients that you have and just trying to get in, get new patients in the door, not only are you kind of shooting yourself in the foot by not maximizing that patient um, and their life cycle in your clinic, but then, you know, especially geographically, depending on how PT clinics are, your market for patients is only a certain size. So you can't afford to, you know, have patients who don't have the best possible experience if you're really trying to maximize your space in your location and, and maybe even expand other locations. Um, so yeah, the, the, the financial impact, I mean, I do this every demo call that I do. If somebody asks, you know, oh, well, how, how helpful is dropout really? I'll say, hey, tell me your numbers. Tell me how much you do for a visit, how much you do for an eval, your average visit per patient. And we can calculate it right now because I, I promise you you'll be surprised by just a small change to the dropout rate and how that can impact um, and it, uh, of the revenues of your practice. Yeah. And talking about the dropout, uh, what are the primary factors leading to dropout and how to prevent it? Yeah, so there are some which um, are you know, the most easy to to kind of change on, on the PT practices to end. Uh, the number one, re, the number one thing there is the home exercise program. 72% of patients don't do their home exercise program. So that's, that's a big opportunity right there. Like, obviously, if somebody's not doing their home program, they're not getting better uh, to the rate that they could, if at all. And then if they're not getting better, then of course, they're not going to come back. And, and that's, that's going to be a um, issue right there. 74% of patients are frustrated with the onboarding process of um, going to a clinic and the no-show rate, uh, that's, that's also a very high, high one there. And with patients, patients want simplicity. 68% of patients want the ability to book appointments on their phone. Uh, so things like that, making it as simple as possible for patients to book their next appointment, that may be the difference between them dropping out and not. If it's something that, you know, they have to call in and then once they're called in, they're put on, put on hold or maybe they don't get an answer and they have to call in again or something like that. Um, sometimes that, that may be the, the difference for a patient. They may, you know, say, oh, okay, I'll have to call back. They may forget. And then 
you know, and then it's been two weeks, maybe they're not as mo- motivated. So simplifying that process as much as, uh, as much as you can. Things, of course, like scheduling patients out from the beginning, that's a big help. If you can do an online scheduling system, we partner with a company called Better Healthcare, which allows patients to book appointments um, directly online that will integrate with the EMR system. Um, we allow people to book appointments from our mobile apps. Things like that that can just make it as easy as possible for patients to book appointments. Um, th- those are those are really big. As far as dropouts, setting expectations is really important um, for patients. This is a big thing. Obviously, everybody you know we all do go through the goals with patients at the beginning. Um, setting realistic goals that are measurable and can also you can kind of track them over the course of their visits. That can help show people progress and then you know, actually motivate them and, and make, make them realize that even though, you know, they may still be in pain, now they can move their shoulder a bit further than they could at the beginning. And that's like an objective thing. Um, so that's, that's another piece there, as well as just connectivity in between visits. So right now, if you think about a kind of normal physical therapy course of care, somebody will come into the clinic and then, you know, they're with you, they're with Mariana. They're like, hey, you're w- walking them through the exercises. They're much more engaged. They're much more um, connected with their provider and able to kind of seek the instructions they need. But once they're at home, they don't have the same level of feedback. They don't have the same level of support. And if they don't have a way of in between those clinic visits, you know, sending their PT a message and saying, hey, like, I forgot how to do this. Do I, you know, do it like this or should I be doing it through pain? Things like that. If they don't have that ability to reach out, then they may just stop doing it. They may not improve until the next visit. That's a massive impact on their um, improvement levels. And of course, like I mentioned, failure to do home exercise programs, that's the number one cause of dropout because that's, that's what their progress is. It's all based on their ability to rehab and um, complete their home exercise program so that they can actually solve the problem. Uh, so that's, that's always the number one place to start. And in your opinion, what are the main barriers to exercise adherence in uh, physical therapy? Yeah, this is, you know, this is kind of the classic question, right? How do we get people to actually do their exercises? Especially people who, yeah, and and like, you know, there are the two types of PT patients. There's the older patients who some of them may just never have had experience doing exercises. And it's, it's a massive behavioral and lifestyle change for them. Of course, you got the other end of the spectrum where it's people who are getting injured because they're too active. So then that's a completely different approach. Um, the perceived barriers, what, there have been a lot of studies on this. For getting to do exercises, that's a big one, um, and not having time. So what I always recommend, uh, on our mobile apps, we queue patients automatically with push notifications and give them the ability to schedule reminders. That's a big um, way that can kind of automatically intervene through technology. But as far as from a PT's perspective, when you give them the home exercise program, you can have a discussion with them about how they're going to do it. So you can say, oh, this typically will take, you know, 15 minutes to get through this home program. I want you to do it once per day. When would be a good time, you think, with your schedule where you'd be able to get, get through that? And do you have 15 minutes or should I give you a more abbreviated one? That's only five minutes per day. Having conversations like that starts to give people the ability to actually map out their schedule in a way that they can kind of more realistically approach doing their home exercise programs. 
And because, I mean, more than three exercises in general for people who aren't used to a lifestyle change is really, really tough. Um, that's what a lot of people are saying these days. It's just three exercises. Start with that. It's better than nothing. <laughs> so, um, and, that, and that's another thing is like trying to identify the patients through those conversations. If it's the one on the other spectrum where they're used to exercising, they want to get better as quickly as possible, you can give them more exercises because you know that behavioral change won't be as difficult. Whereas if it's somebody that is getting injured because they are they are completely inactive, that's a different approach. Um, so yeah, that, that's that's the first one is is not having enough time or, or forgetting to do it. Um, that that one kind of makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think everybody's busy doing a lot of stuff, so it's really hard to incorporate something on their day, and then they look at the list of like. I don't know, five, 10 exercises, like how they're, they're going to do that, how they're going to incorporate them into their routine. So I think it's hard. I try to usually give them one or two max because I know it's hard. So if you say like, oh, it's going to take, you know, five minutes, you can take a break and do five minutes. I think it's going to be easier for them to really like start doing. And then, okay, we have this list here of 10 exercises and, People are just trying to get through the day and busy doing a lot of different things. So I think we have to be realistic with the with the, their ability of actually stopping and doing the exercises. And we know that that's really important for the progress. So if they do the they don't do the home exercise program, they're going to come back and not progress as much as they should, or if they would be doing their part. So I think that's very important. Yeah, and um, that's that's the first one. Uh, the second big barrier that we see is a lack of social support, um, especially with the the one the group of patients that I was talking about that don't aren't experienced with exercising. The lack of support is the biggest one of the biggest things for them to be able to overcome that behavioral change. Um, so, like uh, like I mentioned, when you're in the clinic, it's not a problem because the PT is there. The PT can provide that support, that encouragement but at home it is. So one thing we do with our apps is we have a HIPAA compliant messaging platform where they can get in touch with their PT in between visits to answer any questions, get the support they need. Um, but if that's not something that the clinic has, I would definitely recommend you know, giving contact information, giving them some way to um, seek support, seek encouragement in between visits so that they're not just kind of out on a limb on their own. Uh, because that's where we see another drop-off also is without that social support element. And I think that's probably very hard to do in a big clinic because if you're seeing 20, 20 something patients a day, that's going to be really hard to like maintain and be texting and helping them versus if you have a private practice that you see, like we do one-on-ones. So you have way less patients. So you're able to keep communicating. So I just don't know, like, do you see these big clinics with like high volume, like patients, like being able to provide this support to the patients? Honestly, no. And that's, I think that's reflected in the dropout statistics. I mentioned at the beginning, the bigger the patient volume is for a clinic, the lower the dropout or the higher the dropout rate is um, on average. Uh, so that's something we see all the time is as these clinics grow, as they're seeing higher and higher patient volume, the ability for them to provide that high quality patient experience to every single patient, uh, that's harder and harder. And then, you know, then it takes more and more motivation on the patient's mm -hmm. end to 
get to a successful outcome. So that's one thing that's always going to be difficult while scaling is, is to be able to provide that level of support, that level of, of instructions, even while you're increasing your patient volume. Yeah, and I think that's super important because I see with my patients, so I do one-on-one, so it's easier for me. And they are always like texting me back, asking questions. So I did this and happened this, this, and this. So what do I do? So they don't have to go and hustle and try to schedule an appointment just to ask a few questions and then wait a couple of days until they can progress. So it helps the treatment tremendously their ability to just communicate and ask questions and feel like, okay, I'm doing the right thing. They just feel more confident on the treatment. So I think that makes all the difference. And uh, in ideal world, that, that I think should be how things should be. But now in this big, like high volume clinics, I think it's, it's really hard to just get through the patients and, and, and give their, um, individual attention and give them time to ask questions and answer questions. So I just imagine after that, communicating with all these patients, I think it's really hard. So, yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. And, and this is something that we're thinking about a lot as well is how do we automate this process for the PT? Um, obviously PT's time is limited. <laughs> it's more than ever, uh, you know, it's, it's as little as it's ever been in terms of how much time PTs have. So how do we automate that kind of personalized care that a patient would get in a one-on-one when they're in the clinic, when a patient is at home using an app instead? Um, things like how can we follow up automatically? Like how can we have a message go out to the patient that's making sure they're okay, which doesn't have to be sent every time manually by every PT to every mm-hmm. patient. And then that way the patients who are having issues can reach out after that prompt, whereas the ones who aren't having issues, they're good to go. They, they don't reach out. Um, so yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's a big problem and it's something that we're thinking about a lot of, and it, from the perspective of automating it. Um, so that's a lot easier for the PT. Yeah. It's just a way to scale because then when you're doing manually yourself, it, it does require a lot of time and effort. So if you have a way to automatize that, that would be the idea, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And so what is the importance in how to build and prescribe an effective home exercise program? We already talked about the number of exercises. So that's one thing, <laughs> right? Not giving them too many exercises. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely don't overwhelm them. Um, and again, it's something that's, it's, that's going to be case by case. The, the research says three on average, but of course, every patient's different. Some patients are used to the, exercising, they can do more. Some patients are more motivated, they can do more. Um, So it's definitely something that, you know, it's not a tried and true rule for everybody that it's three, but that's what the the most recent research has said. Overall, with an effective home exercise program, it's about the the education at the beginning uh, of actually trying to make a plan with them so that they implement it into their lifestyle, and then the instructions. Um, the, making the instructions as good and high quality as possible. Um, I'm sure you you know that all the statistics about like you tell somebody something and then 90% of, of what they you immediately said, they, they forget, can't repeat in like a couple minutes. So the fact that some PT clinics to this day are only doing oral instructions is, is 
absolutely insane. Like people will walk them through exercises and say, do those at home, not give them a piece of paper, not giving, give them an app. And that's, that's crazy. That's never going to work. So first of all, it's the, the platform that you give them at the very least the piece of paper, but what's a thousand times better is doing something digital. Um, so we of course provide app, uh, custom mobile apps at clinics so that people can have videos for the exercises. Videos are huge. Videos give them the um, visual cues that they may not be able to remember um, to do the exercises at home, along, of course, with the exercise instructions, the photos, um, and the sets, the reps, the, the kind of parameters for each exercise. Um, so the more engaging you can make the platform, uh, the better. Uh, printing, that can be lost. That can be, um, you know, the, the images aren't as engaging as video. So if you have a digital platform, that would be the number one thing I would say. And my question is in the platform on the app, can, can they record themselves doing the exercise and send it? Or they're just looking at the videos to help them to do the exercise correctly? Yeah, so, so they can record themselves doing it. And that's, that's the second biggest thing which is the progress tracking element. Um, there are a couple pieces of that. First is accountability. If you can find a platform that has an accountability element where mm -hmm. the PT can see what the patient does, that is actually the number one biggest driver of behavioral change in exercise completion is accountability. This ties into the social support element. Um, and it's, I mean, it's not even the whole big brother aspect of like, oh, I'm being monitored by a PT because, you know, PTs don't even, don't have time to monitor patients like that. But it's just the fact that the patient is aware that it's, it's, you know, there's that connectivity. They're not on their own anymore. Um, that's the biggest driver of behavioral change. <laughs> so one thing we do on our apps is not only can the PT see what the patient has done, but then the PT can also Or, or when the patient completes their exercises, they'll get a pop-up saying, nice job, uh, you've completed your home exercise program for the day. Mariana has been notified that you're, you've completed your program. And it'll have your photo there on that pop-up. So then that's, we added that, and that was a huge spike in um, adherence just from that single feature of putting their PT's face on the app after they do the exercises. Because then it, you know, obviously it's just pixels on a screen. It's just an image, but then it creates that feeling of, of a social support, of a kind of engagement and, a, you know, the fact that they're not just on their own doing these exercises at home. Another big thing is gamification. So one thing that we also do is we give patients trophies and medals and awards for mm -hmm. things like the number of exercises they do, daily streaks, um, completion of routines, all these types of things. It's not rational, but it's how human beings work. Uh, we're, we're motivated by getting that trophy on the phone. And <laughs> that way it takes it from something that's not just an instructional platform. If it's, all, if it's all it is, is just teaching me how to do the exercises. After I do them three days in a row, I'm not going to be marking them on the phone because I already know how to do them, right? But if now I'm getting a trophy or now I'm like getting a progress bar or something like that, I'll keep, I'll keep on getting on my phone to do that. And then that way, if I... I'm on my phone using the app every day. If Mariana shoots me a message, I can, I can say, oh, hey, Mariana, and then respond. I, I'll see that. Um, or one thing that we do is we do a lot of marketing where PTs can put different marketing information, different marketing content, 
promotions, workshops, different things like that, and announcements on the app. So that way they're still getting engaged with that content. Yeah, no, I think the motivation is the key because if they know that they are, that the PT is going to check on their exercise, it holds them accountable to doing, complying with the exercises and that kind of like motivate them. Like, I know she's going to ask, I know she's there. I know she's looking, she's seeing. So I think that helps their motivation. And I think it's crazy, like simple things like the trophy that you mentioned and that kind of thing uh, gets people going. I think that's very interesting how we, I mean, we should be doing anyways, because like you, you want to get better. So you should be doing the exercise, but, exactly. <laughs> but that's not how it works. I think that's so interesting how, how people work. It's yeah. Yeah. We've, we've had people contact our tech support because they lost their streak wanting to get their streak back. <laughs> like that's, <laughs> that's how far it goes sometimes. And it's hilarious <laughs> because yeah, exactly. Like you said, we're not going to PT to get a trophy on an app. We're going to get our life back or like get out of pain. But these small things, that's just how the human brain works. So that's why we want to add in as many of these things as possible to help us accomplish the bigger goals, um, which, you know, it's not as easy to just say, hey, do these exercises at home. That's not how the brain works. Yeah, yeah, that's so interesting. And on the other end, we also have the patients. I was just here thinking, imagine I had patients that they wanted the passive care. They just want to receive the care. They don't want to active, do anything. So if you are able to get them engaged in like an app or something like that, I was just wondering, would that change their behavior? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But it would be at least one more thing that you can try to do to see if that type of patient engages because they are the ones that sometimes I would say like, you're, you know, you know what you do. You don't have to come back here to like do the exercise. Do You can do them by yourself at home. And they're like, nope, I wanted to come here. I wanted you to do it for me and I'm going to keep coming. It's like, okay, it's your choice, but maybe they have a little extra motivation. Uh, they would just keep going. Yeah. I think it could depend on the patient. Um, Another thing we do is we call it the reward incentive gamification, where the clinic has the option of putting on the front page of the app some metric and then some reward, like clinic t-shirt, clinic hat, like a branded mug or something. And then you can pick a thing, something like do your routine 15 times and you'll get a branded t-shirt, like a clinic branded t-shirt or a clinic branded hat, um, something physical. So then that way it's, it's just another thing that you can appeal to those patients who, you know, you, you have to try different methods of motivating them mm -hmm. um, and something maybe like a physical thing. If, if, if you want to add that in, that's another thing. Obviously the people who add that we've seen the biggest, um, the biggest metrics for uh, engagement and reduce dropout with people who do things like adding in a reward incentive like that. Yeah. And I think another big thing about what you said is the, the video being able to give them a visual uh, kind of like a cool of the exercise because they forget really easy. So sometimes we do the exercise, we show them, they repeat, they're like, okay, I got it. I know how to do. And then they come back worse on the next visit because they were doing the exercise wrong instead of doing something, oh, yeah. they're doing the opposite direction. 
So, and they think that they are doing right. So that's, I think that's something that I, I create that, like I recorded myself doing exercises and pull like on my channel so I can like just send them. I did like instinctively just so I could send them the movements that are more, most common that I use um, for home exercise programs. So they could just go and check and remember how to perform the exercise. So just being able to integrate that into the, the treatment, I think makes a, a lot of difference because sometimes they think they're doing the exercise right and they're actually getting worse and doing what they should not be doing. And then there's like physical therapy don't, doesn't work, you know? It's, so if you're able to track that and don't let that go too far with them doing the movement wrong and make them worse, um, and thinking that PT doesn't work and then thinking, then having the dropouts, maybe because of the lack of progress, because they're not doing what they should be doing. So that's another big thing that I think that helps to improve their, yeah, the successful rates of compliance, right? Yeah. And, and I think the big thing that if there's any takeaway from somebody listening to this, I think a lot of PTs are still under the mindset that a patient will decide if they want to do their exercises or not at home. And that's what will, you know, get them better. And the PT's job is to give them the exercises. After that, it's kind of up to the patient. And that may have been true, you know, 10, 15, 10, five years ago, but now with the different technology pieces that we have, there's a lot more control um, that we have over the patient's journey. And, it's, it's not enough now to just give them the exercises. Now you can give them the tools like the ability to message, the ability for you to follow up in between visits to kind of track their progress. All these things, there's much more control that um, a clinic can have. And that's the biggest thing. That, that's kind of how I position um, our platform to a lot of the people I talk to is we basically try and give you control over the entire patient life cycle. Um, it's not now, it's not anymore that you only control the patient's experience when they're in the clinic. Now you control it when they're outside of the clinic. So at that point, anything that happens, um, you have the ability to intervene. You have the ability to give them the videos, the messaging, um, different content that they need, the support, um, so that they can actually get to get to discharge rather than drop out. Yeah, no, absolutely. And just being able to provide a more personalized care that they feel that the, the, the PT really cares about them and their progress and their, um, their exercises and, and being able to just be available uh, if, in case they need anything. So I think that makes all the difference. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Absolutely. And so like just transition to the final question here. And what resource of information that you like, that you think... Um, are good places to go and check it out and that you would recommend? Yeah. So in terms of the things that we talked about, like dropout retention, um, a lot of EMR, PT EMR systems that have blogs, articles, they, they focus on these numbers a lot. Um, WebPT does a state of rehab report um, every year that, that usually covers dropout rates. So that's, that's a great resource if you're trying to look into things like that as well as just general statistics on the, um, the PT industry. That's one I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with. Um, but going through the different uh, PT companies like, you know, 
the EMR systems and then practice promotions. They have a fantastic blog um, going through a lot of these different numbers. That's where you'll be able to find some of the different content and, and metrics and studies specific to PT. Some of the studies I talked about were actually um, just clinical studies on things like exercise adherence in PT, um, motivating factors for uh, behavioral change. Um, so this, those are big ones, but um, I think my main one would be the practice. If I could recommend one, I would say the practice promotions blog, um, because another thing that we didn't really even talk about is how I think another opportunity that is available now is that is to reorient the home exercise experience also to be a marketing ex experience for the clinic. You know, when a patient is in the clinic, they're being exposed to the PT's brand, they're being exposed to the PT's service and the, the experience offered by the clinic. So if the home exercise is supposed to be optimized, why not have the same kind of marketing approach where it's a branding opportunity? You can um, position your brand in front of the patients. Um, you can send out messages and announcements and different marketing messages through your home exercise program platform. So that's something that the Practice Promotions blog talks about a lot. Um, so I would definitely recommend that people check that out. Yeah, I think it's all about engagement. If you can engage the patient, because if and then you get them engaged with the home exercise program, then you have like an open channel like of communication with the patient. And then through there, you can do marketing and other things that are going to help your clinic to grow and and retain patients and get referrals and get reviews and like probably all of reviews, that. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The difference from a patient who self-discharges at six visits to one that discharges at 10, it's not just four visits, which is pretty significant in itself, but then it's the family, the friends, the referrals, the future care for that same patient, the online review that they'll leave you that leads to more patient acquisition. It's massive. So that's always the place to start. Um, and it's, it, this is, it's way easier to sell to somebody who's already your customer in general than to sell to a new customer. And, and that's really, you know, a PT coming into to your clinic, that's somebody you want to maximize their experience. So I agree completely about engagement. Absolutely. And Vikram, if people want to learn more about you or uh, reach out to you, ask questions, how they can find you. Yeah, you, um, you could go to ptwired.com. That's P-T-W-I-R-E-D.com. Um, that has information about our custom branded mobile apps. Um, we do custom branded mobile apps specifically for PT for all the things that we talked about for home exercise program, reducing dropout and marketing. Uh, so you could go there. You could check out some of the content that we have um, on the website. And if you're interested in checking out the platform, you can book a demo with us there and then uh, we can get in touch and uh, see if the, the platform may be a fit at your practice. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time, joining us and share a little bit about your experience with home exercise program, dropouts and all of that. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Mariana. Questions, suggestions or topics you want to hear about, talk to me on ptprotalk.com. Join our email list to receive updates and new episodes and subscribe here. Tell your friends about it and be sure to share. Also, leave us a review and let us know what you think. We are going to publish today's video recording on my YouTube channel, so you can check the link out in the show notes. Thanks for joining us and I'll see you next time.